Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, why governments need to stop throwing money at EV buyers. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. Electric vehicles are so dominant in the engineering news cycle these days that literally not a day goes by without two or three news items crossing my desk. Now, whether it's new models, new factories, new batteries, or the infrastructure challenges associated with increased electric demand, the electrification of transportation is the hottest topic in engineering today. Now, the media talk about it as if it's a done deal, but the truth is somewhat different. Electric vehicle market penetration is still very low for three primary reasons. Electric vehicles are too expensive. Electric vehicle charging times are inconveniently long, and there still isn't enough charging infrastructure to make EVs convenient or practical for many, many users. But politically, governments everywhere want people to buy them. Now, to address problem number one, purchase incentives are a popular strategy. But has anyone actually run the numbers on whether those programs actually work? Now, a recent paper published by a Canadian think tank, the Macdonald Laurier Institute, has done just that. In it, author Jerome Gessaroli examined the actual costs of government subsidies to EV purchasers, and he's revealed some surprising numbers. Now, the figures referred to Canadian dollars, but the principle translates well to the US and Europe. The study showed that every new EV purchased reduces greenhouse gases over the vehicle life of about 28.2 tons compared to an internal combustion engine car. The Canadian Federal EV Subsidy Program spends $355 to reduce each ton of greenhouse gases. Provincial subsidies increase these costs to between $500 and $1,000 a ton, depending on jurisdiction. Now, according to the federal government, the social cost of carbon emissions are priced at approximately $50 per ton. So by their own metric, Canadian governments spend between $500 and $1,000 to lower societal costs by 50 bucks. Even worse, electric vehicles are currently so expensive that even subsidies have little effect on sales volumes and act as a subsidy for car buyers affluent enough to afford the full purchase price anyway. And even if electric vehicle MSRPs were affordable, there is nowhere near enough global production capacity to supply the market. This is especially true as European jurisdictions impose harsher carbon remediation regimes, causing automakers to prioritize that continent for increased output. And this doesn't even begin to address questions like where the charging infrastructure will come from, how the electricity will be generated, and how government will replace the income stream lost from fossil fuel taxes. This is what happens when politicians try to do the work of engineers. Between $500 and $1,000 spent to save 50 bucks. And if we consider the opportunity cost, it's even worse. What else could be done with that kind of subsidy money? Would it be better spent incentivizing high-efficiency furnaces and better insulation in homes? or a cash-for-clunkers program that would pull gas guzzlers off the road in favor of higher-efficiency internal combustion engine vehicles, or even used to develop an EV charging infrastructure that can be in place ahead of the projected lower unit costs that will inevitably come for a higher volume production of electric vehicles. Now, photovoltaic panels can be bought for a dollar a water less today. There are many more sensible ways to allow market forces and consumer choice to give people lower-cost transportation that's also cleaner. In Canada, no one in government is apparently listening. Unfortunately, I don't see any indication that the situation is any different in the United States or in Europe either. And of course, unless China and India come on board, the entire discussion is essentially moot. 
But if money is spent to accelerate the development of clean energy technology that is lower in cost than fossil fuels, the entire planet will switch, and quickly. Instead, governments flush billions of dollars down the drain worldwide, then wonder why climate targets aren't met. Again, it's time to ask engineers, not politicians. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.